Welcome everybody to my show. This is the burning shade. Shade. I can't even say my own fucking name, ladies and gentlemen. That's what kind of a mood and day I've been having. Lord have mercy on my soul. It has been quite a week, quite a month, quite a new year, 2023. Holy guacamole. What is going on, y'all? I am back home in Eugene, Oregon, uh, where the weather is cold and wet. Uh, pretty con- uh, a definite contrast to where I had just had been. Um, if you listen to um, last week's episode or the week before that, I was in sunshine, sun living, beach going, Florida, Cocoa Beach to be exact. And that's my cat uh, making those noises. Uh, excuse her. She's in heat right now. I know what you're thinking. Get her fixed. You should get her fixed. Yeah, we're working on it. I ate. We were moving around. She's a little kitten. She just barely got in the heat. Okay, so give me just a little bit of slack there. And uh, poor Rhaegar's over here having a hard time. All right, but we're going to get her fixed as soon as possible. Um, anyways. We were in Cocoa Beach, Florida, sunshine, sun living. I was out there enjoying the holidays and went to uh, my girl's uh, parents' wedding. And uh, it was a real nice wedding, a real nice experience. I think I touched on that before. Um, And we also got to film, or I guess, what do you say, producing. We got to producing the the one-upper show which is the new show that I will be premiering. Um, I do not star in it. I am not the host. In fact, I wasn't even a guest um, quite yet. I will be a guest in the future, so fear not. You will hear the, hear the Burning Sage um, on the one-upper show eventually. But it's a pretty fun little thing, man, and I'm pretty excited about it. I just finished the intro song, and uh, now I'm into uh, production on the, you know, doing a little bit of edits here and there, getting the episodes nice and prime for the picking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned for that. It might even drop as soon as next Tuesday, depending on when you hear this. It might be up already, and it will be up on the Burning Sage channel, um, and it'll be available everywhere you can get podcasts. So look forward to that. It's very exciting, and it was a good time. It was it was really cool to kind of step behind the scenes, and, sh- and um, you know, I, it, it, it was kind of surprising um, to me that I could actually, you know, I had a lot of equipment to work with and, and, uh, you know, all these cords and whatnot, and we were doing it in a live venue. So it was a live setting. And so to get the sound right and get everything hooked up on a small table in the back of a bar, um, it was a challenge and I was pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised with my capabilities to do so. So a quick little brag slash, uh, you know, pat on the back to myself there. Um, but you know, it's good to be proud of what you do and, you know, have faith and confidence in what you do. So I do. And I'm very excited to let you guys hear that. It's going to be pretty exciting. Like I said, it'll come out very soon. Intro song just finished. Um, but yeah, and then we flew back home and, uh, what a fucking day that was. Anybody who's traveled, um, knows the trials and tribulations and the quarrels that come with, um, traveling not very fun i don't like it It, not the airport vibe you know i honestly would rather i'm a road tripper man i like hitting those miles hitting the hitting the pavement hitting the hitting the road you know what i mean i'm just uh i just like that you know plus you could like take your i'm a i'm a person i'm an old man you know what i'm saying i'm the old school old man who likes to take his time take the scenic route i want to stop 
at every skate park that's worth stopping at, you know, from here to wherever I go and just see see what's worth seeing and stuff, you know, which takes time and whatnot. I get it. So, you know, you don't always have that option, and we didn't this time. And, uh, yeah, so we flew back. We're home now. Um, this episode is coming out a little bit late because I'm also back to work. So I flew back, went straight back to my regular job, and then I've also been really hard working at on that and then also working on the one-upper show. And so this week just kind of flew by, and, uh, you know, so I apologize for being a little bit late. I'm sure some of you won't even notice, but uh, for those of you who did, I do apologize. I'm trying to get back onto the every Monday schedule. Um, And the one-upper show, Heads Up, will be available every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. There will be an episode released. They're kind of little, you know, it's not a full-length podcast. They're just kind of people telling their stories so however long that story takes to tell usually probably an average about 10 minutes um an episode so look forward to that it's gonna be a quick and easy listening uh podcast but yeah good to be back um we do have a very exciting episode today for you i'm stoked i got my girl kate the great uh on this episode kate craig is her name um she is one of my coworkers here in eugene oregon um we are part of the eugene residents for energy choice and, uh, yeah, no, she's just a fascinating person, fascinating individual, you know, um, she's an older lady and I, I don't mean to call her old. She's not old by any means, but you know, she has a lot of experience, a lot of miles underneath her. So I thought it'd be, and she's a chatty Kathy like myself. So I thought it'd be a good time. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a good time. We already pre-recorded it. So I'm just gonna, this is the intro yap that I'm putting on after the interview. And I can tell you, it's a pretty good episode, man. It, you know? I definitely wasn't in the right headspace, um, per se. Uh, so hopefully it comes out great. You know what I mean? Um, I just kind of didn't sleep well last night. My cat's in heat and woke up early in the morning and I should have just stayed awake, but I didn't, y'all. I fucking fell back asleep and it kind of just left me in a fog and a haze today, but you know what? We're pulling through it. We're still getting through the day and it's my day off and I wanted to complete this and make sure I get an episode up this week, even if it's a little bit late. So all right, that being said, I think that's all the news you need to know about. Oh, one more thing. I will, um, I'm not going to have a guest every week, obviously. That's pretty hard to do, especially when you're an unestablished uh, podcast and you don't have many, uh, you know, I it's it's going to be tough to kind of schedule people every week. Um, so, and it, it, I do feel a little awkward kind of recording my self-talk for the, you know, the length of the uh, podcast. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out what to do in there. I know I, I had, I had one, uh, Instagram question slash poll thing that I got some answers that I could reply to. So, uh, all that being said, I just wanted to say like uh, next week I'll probably do a solo episode and it'll be like the old school burning stage podcast and it'll just be me here. And then I'll, I'll, um, maybe I'll do another questionnaire or something and answer some of your questions and, and I'll just kind of talk about where I've been and what I've been through because it's been a while, you know, and I haven't really explained much. And I don't want to, you know, I'll, I got to think about what I want to tell you and what I don't want to tell you, you know what I mean? Um, but I've always been pretty transparent here and, and um, I think you guys appreciate the realness and, and the rawness of uh, podcasting in general and especially in the show. You know, we pull no punches. I don't censor nothing. Um, and yeah, so look forward to that next week. It'll be a solo show. But today we got Kate the Great. On the ones and twos, well, not on the ones and twos, but on the mic. You know what I'm saying? She's spitting hot fire. She's she's dropping bars over here. Kate the Great. Um, but, yeah, so before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take our deep breath 
Uh, we do this before every show and, um, you know, just to center ourselves, just to, you know, I probably need it today more than, more than other days, to be honest. My mind's all over the place. I can't seem to, I don't know, man. I'm just in a shit mood today. I don't know why. I think it's just because of the sleep thing. Um, I'm going to go to the gym later and freaking try to, try to punish myself for me being fucking meanie poo all day. You know what I'm saying? Grumpy, a grumpy stumpy, grumpy dumpy. Uh, but yeah, but so uh, let's take a deep breath and and clear all that shit out so we can listen to this goddamn podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take a deep breath on the count of three. And what we're gonna try to do is visualize all that junk that's in our mind, whether it's junk or whether it's good shit, anything that's been on your mind and you can't seem to turn it off, whether it's positive or negative. Let's just try to take a deep breath. And then breathe it all out just to kind of give our minds a break. Give ourselves a break and recenter. You know what I'm saying? It's always a good idea to do, to do that throughout your days. Um, so let's do that here with no further ado. On the count of three. One, two, three. In through your nose. Hold it. In three, two, one. Into the nose. Hold it. <sighs> Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, let's fucking do this thing. We got Kate the Great up here, Bernie Sage podcast. You know what it is. Kick that fucking mule and all the other fucking shit that people say to start their podcast. Let's go. Let's do this. Bernie Sage Podcast. Here we go. Kate the Great. The burning sage symbolizes breath. As a saving for life against the battle of death. I am the fire that cleanses the air. As the smoke inside of that spirit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, men and women of all shapes, sizes, and colors, people of Earth, welcome back to the Burning Sage. I am with a fantastic guest today. Thank you so much for joining me, Kate, the Great, Kate Craig, ladies and gentlemen. Kate the Great. Kate the Great. How you doing today, Kate? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm freaking messing around with all this <laughs> audio equipment. It's not going my way today for no apparent reason other than just to piss me off right so i hear you lord you want me to be pissed off today or you want me to be patient or some shit like that i don't know there's some messages going on that i'm sure i'll have to learn later right but uh but I, nonetheless i'm still excited 
we're gonna move past it it sounds decent enough hopefully your audience i mean the audience is uh you know i don't sound too bad it looks like the levels are at a decent zone here um sorry for for you're witnessing me freaking out no, over I'm, here about i'd love watching you freak there's, out <laughs> there's just so many wires and things and, and you know i you know what i'm saying i do I do. I Anyways. really don't, but I, I'm going to say that. So, <laughs> Well, Kate the Great, I'm really happy that you're, you've you joined me today. Um, you know, we've uh, we work together. Yep. So just for the people that uh, know, this is where I found her. Uh, so we work together. We do canvassing out here in Eugene, Oregon. Um, you're not from Eugene, are you? No, not originally. N- nope. Neither am I. So we're both uh, immigrants here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, strangers. Yep. And where, where are you from? California. Uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Born Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> Santa Barbara, California. Then I moved to Ojai, California. Okay. Finished high I school. I hear this Ojai all the time, and, yeah. and I always think Ohio. No. I think people are saying Ohio every time they say Ojai. O-J-A-I. Ojai. Oh, I've passed by it. Yeah. Okay. It's right above Santa Barbara. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah. through Montecito. That's right. Oprah's oh, house. Oh, shit, that and makes sense. And then take a right, and you're at my house in Ojai. It wouldn't be pronounced O-J. No. <laughs> <laughs> was it, did he used to be before OJ no, allegedly it, murdered his wife? That's a, yeah, and he did murder his oh, wife. Oh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, OJ did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, shoot, uh, you know. We, um, Karma's so, a bitch. She ended up in jail in Las Vegas anyway. True. So. That is true. For trying to steal it. Goes own. around, comes around. That's yes, right. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And we'll get into those kinds of talks. That's part of the reason why. I wanted to get you on here because I think when we first started working together, we we chat when we pass by, say hello or whatnot. Um, you seem like an interesting person. You know, we we're real busy uh, when we first started working here, so we didn't get to chat too long. But then we had to do um, phone banking, which <laughs> is where you call all the people that signed your letters that were trying to get people to sign. And we'll spare you the details on what we're trying to get them to sign and all this stuff. I promise it's for a good cause. It's not like we're out here it is. trying to get money out it of people is. or nothing like that. What um, money? I know, right? I wish. Um, But, you know, so we sat together doing the phone bank, and that's when I kind of got to know you. And and I was like, wow, man, you have a plethora of knowledge and just experiences. And I thought already you would be a great fit for the podcast. Um, But also, you know, getting to know you more and and your trials and tribulations is something I really want to get into as well. Um, But I guess we'll start like, so you went to Ojai. How did you end up in Eugene? Well, that's a really long story, oh, but okay. the short of it, the long and the short of it is uh, I moved from Ojai to Hawaii, from Hawaii to New Zealand, New Zealand to Florida, Florida to Eugene. Yikes. Yeah. You've so gotten around. a lot of traveling. Yeah. A lot of air miles. Where have you spent say. the most time, would you say? The most time, uh, I did 10 years in, well, let's see, I do about 10 years everywhere I go, so 10 years in New Zealand, 10 years in Florida. Wow. And I just did, I hit my 10-year mark here. So. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. A Eugene tenure. I guess I've got to keep moving then. I where's, your, where's your gold up? watch or your pin <laughs> that know. they give you? Something. <laughs> Fucking whistle. Uh, yeah, something. Uh, well, shoot, man. That's that's a crazy, interesting life. Um, so you, okay, well, I'll ask this question. Where did you like being the most? I, I mean, like, where did you feel more, most at home? Where did right. you ever feel mo- at home? Right. Uh, actually, I'm starting to settle in here in Oregon a little bit, maybe because I'm older. Mm-hmm. But um, every place had a different had a different uh, vibe or feel. And, yeah, I, I felt at home everywhere I went. The yeah. world is a really small place when you start traveling. Mm. 
Mm. Do they speak a different language in New Zealand? I'm they not do. Trying, they I, speak Moriori. Okay. I, okay. And it's a, uh, I don't want to say it's like Hawaiian because that's pidgin English. Uh, it is a really odd really? Indian <laughs> short, you know, like tummy is poku. Poku. You know, poku. So like and tribal language. The tribal language, ah. yeah. Yeah, very old. I'll have to look into that. Headhunter language. Headhunter. Yeah, they were fierce headhunters. Really? When they were, yeah. Wow. And the British came over and uh, spent a couple of weeks with them. And when they went to sleep, they murdered everybody and took over their wow. country. Yeah, the Brits are something else. Yeah, they are. Well, <laughs> you know, Australia was what the... Um, the British, that's where they put their criminals yeah. and whatnot. Rapists, murderers, mm-hmm. yep. All send them yeah. to Australia. Fun place to go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man. And I, what, did you see any gnarly bugs? Is it like Australia where all the bugs and everything are giant? And, yeah, yeah, it's really neat flora and fauna, but there's something interesting. I love telling people this because mm. they don't get it. Australia has the deadliest spiders, snakes, creatures in the world, the deadliest. New Zealand is a five hour plane flight. Has no natural predators. Whoa. None. So there's no snakes, deadly spiders, no no fish or any, no, not even sharks. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So their bird, their national bird is a kiwi bird. Oh, yeah. The kiwi. And it's nocturnal, flightless, wingless, <coughs> and it's lasted through dinosaur age. It looks like a dodo bird. Uh, speaking of the dodo, they're trying to bring that back. <laughs> What? They're going to bring back the dodo and the woolly mammoth. I've heard this. Yeah. I have heard this. They're going to bring it back. Yeah. It's in uh, it's It in lives the at my right house. Now. No, I'm just kidding. Elon Musk is out there trying to put the woolly mammoth on the moon or something, you know? Yeah. No, Occupy Mars to... with woolly mammoths. I heard they're bringing it back for, uh, to, it was something about the um, carbon something in, not Switzerland, but Iceland or someplace. They're trying to do a... Uh, an experiment, and they have to bring back the woolly mammoth to make the land like it used to be. Oh. They would trample the earth. Yeah. They're really heavy, but they're finding so many woolly mammoth bones mm-hmm. in it's Siberia. That's where it is. Siberia. Yeah. They're actually finding some in North America. I just saw somebody on the JRE, um, in a, a Joe Rogan's podcast, where he was, he, he was just like a gold miner. I think it was in Alaska. And uh, just like was mining for gold, obviously he's a gold miner. Bought this beautiful property and um, was sent the boys out to go and and mine this one spot. And then it kept. I I think he has over like he said over tens of thousands of t- woolly mammoth tusks. Wow! In this one zone, like this one like kilometer of like mining area, he just found like full bones, fossils. And it's like thousands and thousands of woolly mammoth tusks. So it's in, that's incredible because it it that's also doesn't insane. You know, the, scientists are baffled because they're like, well, they wouldn't, they shouldn't have been in this area, at least in their th- old theories. You know, and and we're finding that a lot more and more, which we talked about a little bit yesterday about like how you know, with new technology and things like that, there's there's new scientists and new studies that people are finding and and kind of, you know, uh, ca- contradicting the what has already been written and, and, right. and considered fact. Right. But, you know, that to me, that's when you, when you, when I took science class back in the day, that's kind of what, um, what was the idea of science, right? Like you, right. you try to, you, you know, you make a theory, you, you test that theory and you, try and to you, prove it. you know, and then trial and error, trial and error. And then if it, you can publish it, but then, you, you know, if somebody comes up with a new theory that sends right. your theory to the dirt, then that's what it is. 
And I don't you know, it's just now it's 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 unacceptable, unacceptable. The to, older I get, the more I realize that everything we think we know, we don't know. Yeah. And everything that has been proven <laughs> has been disproven. Yeah. So everything from uh, what are those lines in Madagascar, whatever those those one lines that meet from one end to the other, they're in the in the land. Mm. What are those in? Shoot, at, I, don't, I don't know. Somewhere, anyways. Uh, kind of would know, but she's yeah, not the UFO stuff. But uh, oh, like crop circles and stuff. Yeah, but no, the bigger ones, the ones that oh, they found you, oh, where whoa, there's whoa, like whoa. A, a spider in the ground, and a there's even a like looks like an alien that is mm. drawn into the side of a. Uh, uh, mountain, yeah, and it looks like a alien. So I think that we come from aliens. I really believe that some there's sort of UFOs. alien hybrid yeah. or something. Oh yeah, aliens I believe mated. that there's aliens out there, don't I, you? I, yeah, I do. Um, I just don't necessarily know how to describe them. You know, it's like I don't. I I kind of believe there might be like interdimensional beings, if that makes sense. You know, like just they 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 could be right here right now, but we. We're in this dimension and we can't see them. That's right. You know, and they only like, right. appear when they want to to be. Sh- we can't see the fourth dimension or yeah. whatever it is. So, so yeah. I think that's where they kind of reside and whatnot. Absolutely. But who knows if that if they're aliens or they're just us. I like that theory. I too, think they're that, laughing at us. Well, uh, <laughs> they probably are. I'm laughing at us. I do. To be honest. Yeah. But, Can you imagine? <laughs> well, you know? I, you know, I actually had a story that I wanted to. Uh, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't say it so people could steal it, but if you know, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> I had a, a a story for like a graphic novel or a movie or something, or um, maybe a cartoon. But like you know, it's like you're on a planet and it's like you're an, there, it's an alien civilization, but um, it's similar to like what we have, you know. But they have like you know different bodies, obviously, because they're aliens and whatnot. But then they're you know for them to go on. It, you know, back in high school, you would take a, a girl on a, a a date. You'd go cruising and go up to a hill spot and, and check out the view, right? Right. Well, in their civilization, they would go visit different planets and watch different, ah. you know. And so they'd sit back in the atmosphere with, like, their popcorn and Slurpees or whatever. Watching us. Watching us. And, like, yeah. and then I had this whole thing. I believe thing. that. Yeah, but... So um, I do, I do believe that too. I do believe that too, to be honest. But let's get back to you, Kate the Great, because uh, you know we I just got so much to to ask you. So um, so what got got you here to Oregon specifically? Was there a, a thing like what? Yeah. Because you because how did you get you? So where were you before this directly? You were in New so Zealand right before this. Or? I was I was in New Zealand from 1995 to 2005. Okay. So uh, I got divorced oh. and. Uh, the island was too small for the two of us, so <laughs> I decided to come back to the U.S. and I kept my U.S. citizenship, thank God, <laughs> and uh, just became a <clears throat> permanent resident in mm-hmm. New Zealand. So when I came back to the U.S., I couldn't go back to California because I'd been on this tiny island for so long that the traffic, the uh, shit, the uh, it's busy, busy, busy over there. Well, I was the oldest woman in California because <laughs> I haven't had any work done, so. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, uh, Florida, there was a little place called Pensacola Beach. Mm-hmm. It's a little island that was where, that's kind of my speed, you know, 10 miles an hour on the road down there, and it's just a strip <laughs> of beach. Yeah. So it reminded me of New Zealand, and yeah. it was easier for me to acclimate back I to see. the U.S., someplace like that. But still, so you end up <clears> in Pensacola. That's, that's uh, you know, literally on the opposite side of the country from us. So I actually took a Greyhound. And when I was traveling Gosh. through the U.S., I saw Pensacola Beach, 
and I said, this is where I want to get off. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever ridden a Greyhound, you don't want to be on those things Armpit for more of than America. an hour <laughs> yeah. like, to go from Florida here. Oh, yeah. Here. It is the so, worst trip ever. But was there something like drawing you out this way? Like you just said, Oregon looks cool. I'm going to well, head no, there. So uh, in when I got to Pensacola, Ivan hit Dennis, Katrina, oh. and then the oil spill. Ah. So I went through like eight natural disasters. <laughs> hey, welcome <lost> back. <laughs> everything yeah. that I owned, oh, everything, man. including a Range Rover. I don't mm. know where it went. Um, literally lost everything so many times that when the next one that was coming, it was headed for the East Coast. I think it was uh, the one that hit New York. Mm. It passed over us. So mm. it was the one time... I got in a car and, well, my son and I got in a car and came to Oregon. I figured this wouldn't be hit by a hurricane. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're right. not wrong. We just get so. snow and we don't, I guess there isn't too many, um, uh, what is it, extreme weather conditions here. You know, we it have the actually, seasons. The weather here is sort of like New Zealand because it rains 11 months out of the year <laughs> yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, it so, rains a lot here for yeah. sure. But we do get the seasons. You know, there is a few it's months beautiful. of sunshine and then it gets hot in the middle of the summer. It's beautiful, but it's fall. boring. Boring as hell. But You think so? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Streets God, roll up at 8. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here in uh, Eugene, well, you in think? Oregon. Not in, in Oregon. Eugene, but I was in Roseburg for the oh, first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just moved to Eugene a year ago. Okay. So I'm, Roseburg. I've never yeah. been to Roseburg. I'm actually clean and sober one year next month on the 3rd. <sighs> Congratulations. Thank and you. that's another part of the uh, conversation I wanted to have with you, too, just because I think your story is inspiring and people should hear it. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so you get to Roseburg, and then you're thinking, all right, uh, I can settle down here or, you know. Cause, well, uh, it's funny. It's just you settle into life wherever mm -hmm. you – I'm sort of got gypsy blood because I don't feel – at home really anywhere same so uh i'm always thinking where can i go next yep. and i'm thinking right now while i'm here belize you know that's my next <laughs> yeah. stop of course when it's cold and rainy you're oh yeah this beaches. sucks <laughs> man and um i'm thinking belize yeah and, or maybe greek greek islands or something but great. but for Kate right the now great in greece <laughs> yeah. make statues out of you <laughs> Okay. They well, should already, but they'd have it. No, yet. I totally know what you mean. I feel that same thing, you know. I, you know, and I'm trying real hard these days to like settle down, to settle, and at least like plant some roots. You know, I think, yeah. I think if anything, maybe traveling isn't a bad thing, but maybe just like leaving the place that you were a little a bit, better place. A, like a, that sounds cheesy, but yeah, like a better place, you know. But like in a, in terms of like just leave your mark in a positive way and right. kind of like you know, because <clears throat> I feel like there's certain ways to affect the community, and it's like I, I before I loved the idea of being a stranger in a community and right. not affecting anything and just right. going about my business and whatever. But then I realized, <clears throat> you know, especially when you talk to people here and you meet good people and stuff, and you realize, oh, dude, there is like somewhere where I can fit in that like I can affect some positive things, you know, maybe not positive change or positive, whatever, but positive positivity in general, you know, right. whether it's just my presence or, and I'm, that's not me being cocky or anything, but no, you know, just but like you have confidence. And I've said this to you before you have confidence, but you're not conceited. There's a big difference. Do you hear that? Ladies and, and gentlemen, you're a, you're a star, but you're not, you know, <laughs> it's on the record. I didn't say it. I didn't pay her to say it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, well, I appreciate five that. Five bucks at I, the end of this. Well, because it's hard for me, you know. It's it, like especially when you do something like this. A lot of people think that you're doing it for you know fame and glory, but it's really just. I mean, it's literally the burning sage. I'm just trying to burn these thoughts and you know 
otherwise my my girlfriend's gonna leave me because I just can't <laughs> shut the fuck up. So this is like, <laughs> you know, this is the way I could get it out. You know what I mean? So. Um, it's a healthy, positive way to get it out. And it dude, is. if it makes me fucking some money one day and I could be my own boss, isn't that the American dream? Amen, you know? brother. So, I'll sit right here and what, watch it. Did you have um, dreams, Kate? I did. I do did. you have dreams? I do, yeah. You did absolutely. and you do. I know you want to. Um, well, let's talk about. So, okay. So you, you had gypsy blood in you, so you've been moving around a little bit. Um, what well, co- I actually, I did. I came here because. Uh, of all the natural disasters, and I was tired of having to run every few months because literally when Ivan hit, which was right when I arrived in Florida, um, they said that'll never happen again. Opal was 10 years before. They won't have another hurricane like that. And Dennis, (laughs) then Katrina, and then the oil spill, which was absolutely the most horrific thing I'd ever seen in my life because I've lived on beaches my whole life. Yeah. And I went to, I, I want you to know that I walked out of my restaurant where I worked, uh, right on the beach, um, white sands. I could see the moon lighting up the blue ocean the night before the oil hit us. Wow. Because Louisiana is just two doors down. So for those people that don't know, and, and to re-educate me too, because I remember hearing about it, excuse me, but I don't necessarily remember what exactly happened. Well, the oil platform in Louisiana exploded. Oh, wow. They, kn- they knew they needed parts. And they kept pumping. And they were like, you know, there's something, you know, a little off. And they let this natural disaster happen. Fuck. That's why everybody sued. I sued four or five times. Wow. I got settlements. Did you? Yes. Holy shit, kid. I got almost $70,000 in the Wow. End. Yeah. Holy moly. But it's because we all lost work. Anybody that was working on the beaches or because they ruined. But I want to finish what I was going to say yeah, about yeah. the oil. Uh, I went to bed that night. I looked at the beautiful white sand, the beautiful ocean. Six o'clock in the morning, I came outside. There's guys in hazmat suits. There's burning balls of oil with animals attached to it. Whoa. Flopping out is the word I want to use. Whoa. Flopping out of the sand onto the sand, and then people picking it up and putting it into trash bags. Holy moly. And it was the scariest i thought i was in the twilight zone it sounds like some twilight it was zone really stuff. really scary intense. and there was balls of fire coming out of the ocean that's like chernobyl stuff. oh it was it was so massive and so w- just weird that they set up shop uh bp oil set up in little strip malls a store in every strip mall in pensacola a shop where you could go in and take your w-2 and get money Mm. So tell me they knew they were in trouble. Yeah. They knew they were Something in trouble. Something was coming. Or... Oh, yeah. Gosh, so, man. And, you yeah. know, that's this is a side note, too. I always think about, like, because I haven't flown that many times, and I just flew to uh, Florida and back. And <coughs> I just happened to, I just, you know, it's not that I don't trust the planes. I don't trust the maintenance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't. Because when you hear yeah. about crashes and things like that or disasters and stuff like that, it's yep. always somebody didn't do the maintenance. Right. You have you hire. And I know maintenance guy. I've done maintenance work. So sure. I know the maintenance workers. And not only not only is it uh, a tough job that, you know, a lot of people tend to be, you know, drinking on the job <laughs> here and there. And, oh, and a little bit more than off that, and I'm like sure. Maybe one day you don't feel like going to tighten those bolts or whatever, right. you know, and you think, oh, it'll be fine. And then right. all of a sudden. It's oh, not. left engines down because the screw but fell out. Or you let know, me just reassure you, somebody that's flown a lot. Yeah, it's you have more of a, a 
you have more of a risk of getting yeah. hurt in a car in accident a car. than you would a, an airplane. That's what they tell so me. Relax. <laughs> Flying's cool. Flying I, is you really know, cool. on the way back, I kind of like it was a lot easier. Well, on the way there, I was like a little, yeah, I was a, little, a little shook up, a little shook up for sure. Yeah. Just because sure. I'm like, especially you know when you get, we, we had experienced turbulence. And okay. I was like, oh, gosh, dude, because it's okay. so scary. So wait a second. I got a good one. When uh, <laughs> when I flew back from New Zealand, it was on my birthday, October 3rd, I decided to fly Air Tahiti. Mm. And I thought, wow, I'll get to see Tahiti for a stopover. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you know how big a 747 is. It's one of the That's bigger. the biggest one. Yeah, right? it's the biggest plane. Yeah. Okay, and Tahiti is a little tiny dot of an island. <laughs> so you go past the runway and you make a swing and you come around and then you come into the runway and you feel the brakes, you know, yeah. down the runway. And then they do like a, what do you call that? 180 kind of. Yeah, in yeah. the airplane. Wow. And you're like, coming around. God. Yeah, and then they just keep doing that. Like three or four times. <laughs> at least at that point, you're on the ground. What? Though. But yeah. yeah, it's still scary. And they light the uh, tiki lights with little candles to show the. Well, airplane. I'm such a like a I'm such a weirdo that I'm like thinking too. I'm like, well, who's got bad karma here? You know, I'm like <laughs> I'm like looking at the the my you know my co-flight people. I don't know what you call them, but uh, you know the people yeah. on the plane. And I'm looking around. I'm like, that guy looks like a fucking jerk off. I really hope he doesn't have like really bad karma because that you know. Right. I think like that, but well, you know, we'll move on. We'll move on. So, um, so shoot, you've kind of lived many lives. It sounds I like I've lived a lot of lives. Yeah, and yeah. then so just I guess to not jump right in, but we'll jump right into the subject of of abuse and and um, getting into that. When did you start um, using drugs? Uh, probably fifteen or sixteen in California. And what it was, was everywhere? The, the, your drugs of choice. Everywhere. If you don't Coke, mind me asking. Heroin, everything, and it was Mushrooms. probably easy to get back then too. So right? easy, <laughs> so easy. Wow, it was everywhere. And so, especially Ohio, that's where the movie star kids, you know. Yeah, we had Happy Valley where Tatum O'Neill and Michael Jackson, everybody went to school there. Oh, that's so right, yeah. we got drugs all day long. And when did it become a problem for you? You think? Uh, well, it's a problem right away. Yeah, I well, mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it was always a problem, and I used drugs throughout my whole life. Mm. But um, it was a lot more fun back in the day. Yeah. I wasn't getting in trouble too much with the law and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I was just real lucky because all my friends that I used with are all dead. Oh, so, not oh, to yeah. call that luck, but yeah, I hear what you're but saying. But now it's a lot more dangerous. And as I got away from, uh, while I was in New Zealand, I was clean and sober. Okay. I was going to say, uh, was there drugs out oh, there? Yeah. No, there was times I was clean and sober. Yeah. Just kind of dot through my life. But but I made the mistake of going to pain management as I got into uh, Florida, and that was the pill mill. Mm -hmm. So I was, goods. oh yeah, I was given oxycotton all day long, Gosh. and for back injury, that so, you know you just went to Doctor Field just to get help, five hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. and no, I wanted the, the oh, good, did you? good shit. Oh, yeah, okay. and uh, I always thought that if it was from a doctor, that it was okay. See, and I was going to ask that, yeah. you know, because that's the interesting part. People over here pointing their fingers at at, at people with problems. Oh with, no, with I think the whatnot, biggest but drug dealer is the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical companies. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. You know, we were we we're watching. Um, we use the app Peacock app, I think it is, the Paramount Plus or one of those things. And you have to watch the com uh, commercials, and literally every commercial is a pharmaceutical drug. Oh, absolutely. And it's just it's just wild that people haven't got the clue. 
you yeah. know, especially with oh, what's they're, going they're on the pandemic the and all this now. stuff going on. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, and then the news companies, uh, you, you see that little, I don't know if you've seen an edit, but they'll show like, um, you know, brought to you by brought to you. And it's like right. every single major oh, yeah. news, co- news source is like brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, it's yeah. all, all oh, yeah. of them. And no, there was, there was stories on like, um, Pensacola where I lived was, I, I can't tell you how many people per capita, but some of the pharmacies were bringing in tens of thousands of opiates to the little pharmacies in Alabama, little places next door to Pensacola, where there's not even 400 people living there, but they'd have $10,000 worth of pills, trucks literally pulling up. God. DEA has all this yeah. on tape. Yeah. So uh, I went to a doctor because uh, I was doctor shopping also. Mm. And uh, I went in for my appointment one day, and there's guys in DEA jackets pulling the doctor out of the office. Oh my and God. I said, I guess my appointment's canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guess I'll be going so somewhere else today. This? Oh, yeah. man, that's wild. But when I came to uh, Oregon, the doctor I saw here said, oh, no, you don't need this kind of opiates for a back injury. No. Well, I was going to say nowadays, you know, I'll, I went in there a few times for, for some pretty severe pain, you know, just from different things that I've struggled with and like. They will not give you anything yeah, anymore. They're like, just oh, take they, ibuprofen, yeah. you know, go from ibuprofen and acetaminophen yeah. and rotate that. It's we, changed. You know, yeah, they don't yeah. give it to you anymore. Well, um, they used to. They, well, they probably still do, too. If you got the right. money. You, oh, if you it. got the money, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's bottom line. America. Yeah. How is the government in New Zealand? Just curious. Like, um, Well, it's, it's very strange because it's different parties. So it's you can vote people in and out. A prime minister can be in office for six weeks or six years. Huh. So I never really understood it, and mm. I didn't vote because I wasn't a citizen. Did you feel like the so. people there uh, were like, I know they're patriotic. They're very proud to be New Zealand people, Kiwis right. and whatnot. Kiwis. But were they like into the government? Were they like for oh, yeah. it? Or oh, was yeah. it like, was oh, it like yeah. here where, you know, you get people that are kind of we're all no, kind of no, questioning things no they would have uh like i said many many parties like the green party the red party the just different things for different reasons okay and anybody could run for prime minister huh it's not like here where you have to be ross perot or ted yeah. or you know trump yeah. to become president yeah which is stupid it is and you have to be like 35 you have to be over 35 well and, you have to have money know. Period. Yeah, well, yeah, you exactly. have to have a million billion dollars to run for president here. I know. Not like that in New Zealand. No, and unfortunately, the good people that we have in America, because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there are good people here. They don't want to be those things. But you, you see, know? New Zealand's very different, and they're they're not like America. And the the funny part is, is I couldn't wait to leave America, and then once I got to a foreign place, I couldn't wait to get home. Yeah. So we have a lot of rights as women and as folks that they don't have overseas for sure so we're i mean lucky to be american oh 100 100 sure. i you know i love this country i love uh you know especially geographically speaking it's 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 the one place uh that you can get all types of geography you know we right. have rivers mountains deserts oceans all kinds of you know everything and we're cool people we and really then, are. for the most part we're cool people and you know the the idea of america is what i love the most you know like right. hard-working the brave, you know, the the patriotic, the help thy neighbor, that that stuff is what I love. What I don't love is what's kind of happening with the people in charge right now and the decisions that they're making. And not necessarily any side, you know, which I, I think they're all fucked, you know, but that's a that's a different uh, 
topic entirely. Um, but yeah, so the re- the whole reason I forgot to mention why I even brought up um, you know substance abuse and whatnot is because you you, you did mention that you are going to be a year clean and yeah, sober. Next month. And I just thought you know just from meeting you and whatnot, you know you just have such a positive and and great outlook on life. And, you know, whenever I hear people who have struggled and stuff like that, it's always like shocking to me a little bit just because you're like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect people, you know, like yourself to be to, to have had those struggles and problems. And so I think it is important to talk about that and to talk about, you know, um, your path to where you are now, you know, right. and, and, you know, you're you're um, I'm afraid to ask your age because I don't want to put you. OK, just turned 60. So and you're you're still kicking. You're still smiling and you're still a wonderful person. I'm still and, hot. Yeah. And so how many how long did it take to um, to get to where you're at? Like, did you start entering? When did you start entering like programs? And like, when did you really feel like you needed some help? And how did you go about getting? That? Well, the doctor that I saw here took me off the opiates and that was really hard. So it wasn't until you got to Oregon that yeah, you got official help. Yeah, it wasn't until I got to Oregon. Yeah, because I had doctors giving okay. me as much, uh, as many pills as I wanted. And so. were you like a functioning? Oh, functioning addict. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. You know, had a, kept two jobs, three jobs, and my own business. But um, I think I was just burning the candle at both ends. I mm. always have. Yeah. But um, I'm hard just really lucky that way. So, uh, and I'm physically fit. So that's. That can be a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So I like to party and I like to work hard and play mm-hmm. hard. So, but when I got here, they took me off the opiates, and I was struggling. I was really struggling. So when somebody said, you know, they knew where to get tar, I said, okay. I don't know when it became okay to use heroin again, mm. but it was the cheapest, easiest to get. Yeah. And in the restaurant business. That's the easiest thing you can get. Really? And Over pills. Oh, yeah. Heron's I know easier a lot of to restaurant get people than do. anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I've had a few buddies that went down that path. And, you know, um, I just never, for me, it was never appealing. I always, right. always I like the uppers. Right. And I like, you know, the hallucinogens and thought like, oh, these are experiences. Oh, I like those too. Yeah. Don't but get I, me wrong. When I would see somebody do heroin or whatever and then just lay on the couch. Right. And I'm over here like, oh, What's I never, up, man? Like, I never did that. I would use, uh, I have the opposite effect. So heroin would, would make me go up and uh, uppers make me go down. Wow. So okay, okay. And so, um, so you came out here. They took you off the opiates, and then you started to use heroin. And that's when it started to fall apart. Okay. And, and then, uh, that's, it's just too much. And yeah. uh, I just thought I could get away with it, because I always have. And, uh, but you know, I'm not. Not too. I'm smart enough to know that when your life is going down the toilet, if you don't make a change or what, I was going to die. So last year, when I came to Eugene, I was 70 pounds, I'm about 150 now, and uh, I was dying. Fentanyl, Holy shit. heroin, 70 yep, Gosh. meth. I was just using everything, mm. and but I thought I was okay, and I saw a picture of myself, and I nearly passed out. Because I looked so bad, and I thought I looked good. So it's really funny how your mind goes askew on yeah, the drugs, you know? Totally. So, um, but I love my life. I really want to do something for people. My son has schizophrenia, so and he's also addicted. So um, if I can't help him, I want to. I'm studying now to do trauma training and peer support. I just got my um, my certificate for CRM. 
and uh, I'm going to continue that. My dream is to open a nonprofit for yeah. kids that have schizophrenia. Oh, that'd be so great. You know, yeah. that's definitely an area that needs help. You yep. know, I think that's, that's like, my dream. No, and I hope you get there, and I'll, I'll I help any way I can for sure. And you, and, you know, um, you will. <laughs> oh yeah, because I want to kind of enter those those realms too. You know, right. I've always talked about. Uh, we were talking yesterday, and I kind of want to, you know, help people with disabilities and Absolutely. similar things to what I have, and, and you know, um, just yeah, just be someone to talk to, and you know, just because, just, like I told you yesterday, they are now paying mentors mm-hmm. to mentor people so that your mistakes will help somebody. Yeah. Heal from their mistakes. Yeah. They see how well you're doing and that you. So for me to be my age and to survive this. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So that's that's what uh, that's why I think this this conversation is important. And so um, I do want to know a little bit more details, if you don't mind. Like yeah. just so um, you had seen yourself. You finally kind of like it hit you like, oh, shit, you know, what the hell is going on? I'm going to die soon. This yeah. I look horrible. Yeah. I can't believe this. So probably a bunch of shame and guilt, of course, of course. comes with it. Absolutely. Which, which is another factor as to why it's so hard to get clean, because then that that's like those are the things that make you use a lot of the times. You know, a lot of the times people are using because inside they can't handle what's going on. I in grew their up brain. with uh, alcoholic mother. Yeah. And all of my family are addicts. Mm-hmm. They're either on dope or died in their addiction. So it was normal almost. So it, it was normal. Yeah. And we had money mm-hmm. growing up. So yeah, we didn't get in trouble. Yeah. And if we did, we bailed out. So, mm-hmm. you know, That's or we had attorneys. And yeah, it's just it's sad. If you have money, you can get away with Gosh. just about murder. Well, yeah. murder. We know murder, right? Yeah. <laughs> OJ did get away with it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, so how did you get – so what did you do once you got to that point where you finally kind of snapped out of it and, and – um, No, I was just – I was dying. And okay. I thought, you know, here's my – is this it? Is this how I want to go out? And I thought, oh, no, I'm – and there was a – I believe in God. And I believe that God stepped in when I had given up. And I got literally not on my knees but on my face and asked God to help me. And uh, made a couple phone calls, and the person, her name is Megan Fox. She works at um, uh, Cheshire, mm. and she not called. Megan Fox, ladies and gentlemen, that dates Machine Gun Kelly. No, just to get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was really hot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, she called and pursued me and said, "We we want to help you. We want to help you get clean and sober." Wow. And if she hadn't pursued me, I wouldn't have followed through yeah i would have died because for those people that don't know getting recovery also costs tens of thousands of dollars absolutely they you know uh one of the things with the homeless crisis and stuff that people aren't really aware of that i heard a statistic the other day is that you know it would cost somewhere between 70 grand to 100 grand per person absolutely to get them the recovery they need and then you know if if that takes because a lot of the times recovery doesn't take yeah a lot of people are reoccurring addicts yeah. they keep uh relapsing yeah so um and and you know it's, it's so seventy thousand to to re- put them in rehab get them clean and then you know the extra money to get them rehabilitated for life in general you know Absolutely. Um, believe it or not but there's people out there that don't know how to apply for a job correctly they right. don't know how to follow up with a yeah. interview and things that's like that that's why we need people like you and me yeah. in the community helping these yeah, people getting sure. from the streets back into society mm-hmm. because if they don't have somebody to look up to they're not going to believe yeah. you know uh Mr. Brown or Mr. Smith that's never been on drugs, never been on the street. Yeah. They're not going to talk to them. No. They're not going to trust them. 
Yeah, because they smell and they look scary and they're out of their minds sometimes. But, you know, I just think that if you put that aside and you just kind of look at people as people and like, you know, you realize that like there's, there's not much. Well, they're this. an extension of yourself, yeah, too. Right. You know, that's your brothers right. and sisters, so to speak. And, that's right. And uh, it's just, you know, like Joe Rogan always says, like, looks at it like, you know, if you look at a person like they're a baby, they were once a baby. That's right. That's you somebody's know? brother. That's somebody's, somebody's brother. son. Mm-hmm. Somebody's father. Yeah. You know. So, okay, so then back to the, so what was the rehabil? did you go, you went to a I rehab, went a 90, Yeah, I went a 90-day in-house. Okay. And graduated that, and then I went to uh, Willamette Family Sober Living, and I graduated IDT, which is Intensive Drug Therapy, hmm. and then I did three more months of IOP, um, Intensive Outpatient Therapy, and then OP, Another three months. So I just graduated a year of Willamette family treatment. Wow. Yeah. And so um, what is that stuff like? Because I know like so a 90 day in-house treatment, that's like you get clean, right? So they give you like. You're also in classes all day long. So you're in classes and therapy sessions, right? I'm, therapy I'm, I'm thinking of celebrity group. rehab. That's the oh, it's I not celebrity <laughs> well, rehab. Yeah, it sure is it's not. But. Definitely not. Yeah. But, but my dream is to have a all-inclusive rehab where you um, not only teach a person, you know, they say don't give them the fish, teach them to fish, mm-hmm. but you could teach them uh, how to eat properly, how to bathe properly, yeah. how to uh, apply for jobs. None of that is offered. You know, they just teach you about trauma, um, your head, how to process, you know, how to things. process things, and which is good. Yeah. You need that too. Yeah. But on top of that, I think it should be all – like uh, holistic, you should have uh, massage, you should have uh, workout, you should have yeah. walking, food, uh, spiritual. And I think the most that's missing is spirituality. Mm. And they never took us to church or anything like that. And I didn't lose faith in the system. I lost faith in God. Mm. And that's why I ended up in rehab. Mm. Because I wasn't asking God for help. Mm. I was trying to survive this opiate addiction on my own. And I think if people had church, spiritual guidance, and all the other stuff too, I think rehab would be 100% successful. Yeah. And then like you said, I didn't know that part where they don't teach you necessarily like the adult skills that we were just talking about, like right. of how to apply for a job and things like that. Like, right. That definitely should be a part I of I would it. think, you know, I mean, obviously it's asking a lot of these people that are helping and, and right. um, you know. But there are resources out there. And what I did while I was in was I reached out to places like WorkSource, which is the labor department, and they're helping training me. And they're, uh, they helped me get housing. They helped me with so many things. They yeah. helped me get my um, – I had a DUI that was expunged. They mm. paid for it. Wow. So um, there's resources out there, but you have to get people to the resources. Yeah. Give them the phone numbers. Well, so what do you think that is about you, Kate, in particular? Because I will say, like, you know, you are a person that, that – like, because I, I love the saying of, like, the good Lord helps those that help themselves. That's right. And you, you have know, to get up out of bed. every Yeah. Day. And yeah. so what what where did you learn to do that, to call these resources and make those phone calls and, and you know, and, and and realize that you have those options? Because a lot of people don't. First of all, they don't realize they have the options. Right. And then if you do realize they might not muster up the courage to make those, those calls. Right. So what is it that you think that that you have that kind of gave you that mind? Like, do you, do you I think, think it came? because I 
really am spiritual and I really believe God led me to things because I really believe that God gives manna. That's things, uh, daily things, your, your bread, your, your water, your, I really believe that. So mm-hmm. every morning I'll get up and I'll ask God to help me. And then through the day I'll run into people, but I don't dis- discredit people. If people want to tell me something, I'm going to listen. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it too, listening. Yeah. You know, paying attention to what's around you. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, that's one thing that's hard for me too, is cause we have a lot, a big homeless, um, I won't say problem, but a homeless condition. It is the worst problem. Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> it is a problem. I mean, we're downtown Eugene right now. And, but you know, and, the um, worst statistic is, is we are the second highest in the nation of drug addiction and we're the 50th on rehabilitation. Fuck man. Does that make you sick? It does, but it's also, it's such a, it's such a, you know. We have to start opening. Issue. We have to start opening places yeah. and helping people. Yeah, that's we're called to do that. So yeah. we. But I was going to say because, like, for me, I've always my first word was high. I was a little baby toddler, and I would literally anybody I saw, hey, yeah. hi, like I yeah. just loved saying hi. And I, I always to this day, if I make contact eye contact with somebody, I'll give a nod or yeah. I'll give a little like wave yeah. or whatever. I always do that, and and it's often not reciprocated. Right. And you I know, get that. Um, and that feeling I get is like, oh, fuck, like, I don't know. It's something that bothers me. But then it's like you think about those hom- the homeless people out there that are talking to you and just being ignored. Ignored all day it's long. Hurt your feelings. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm with you where like they usually get me, too, because and, you know, I don't know if get me is the right term. But like, you know, I'll usually end up talking to them for a bit because I can't ignore them. You as, cannot. As good as not as, as, not some as a human. Can. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, you know, I mean, you can't, they're talking to you. I'm going to respond, you right. know, and, um, and I promise you, if you do what's right, the right thing comes to you. Yeah. I mean, there is like, I've, I've learned, I remember uh, I was in San Francisco and this was the first time I experienced this where like, uh, I had never been to real big cities before and I'll go to San Francisco and we're fucking high on acid. And it's a big intense story of us skating like 36 miles that night. I was seeing the whole city at night and it was beautiful and awesome. How I'll, fun. Tell, I'll tell that story probably on the one upper a little shout out to the new show. I'm working on <laughs> the one upper. Um, but I remember we were in Embarcadero or Union Square, one of those, and we had stopped at like a Seven Eleven or something, and we we're just like bullshitting, skating, getting a Gatorade or something. And um, this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "You can you spare some change? Me and my family, we just broke down like a little bit out of the city, and I just I need some gas money, you know, this and that." And then my, um, he's he's got me at that point. I'm eating mm-hmm. it up, I, you know. Mm-hmm. One, I'm high on acid. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm first like, mistake. Yeah. And, you know, and, but I'm not like a fool either, no. but I was just hearing him out. He seemed, yeah. he seemed quote unquote, seemed uh, sincere. Sure. But my friend just tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, come on, man. Like, just, you know, let's go. Let's we, go. Like, Cause it's not. And then, you know, event, we started to walk away. I was like, sorry, brother. And started to walk away. Starts chasing us the whole night. Okay, and so stuff like that. when I run into that, I'll say, do you need gas? I'll go buy the gas yeah. for you. Yeah. Or if they say they're hungry, I will buy them food. Yeah. If they want cigarettes, I'll buy them a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. But cash, I can't do that. Yeah. My son hits me all the time and I say, no, I'll send a pizza to you, yeah. but I won't send you the cash. Yeah. I think that's the way to go about it too. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I mean, it's too easy to just hand over cash. Because they need their and, drugs. I yeah. would have, I would have, Robbed a bank at, during the time, but I had money saved yeah. when I went through my last relapse. Wow. So I was able to maintain my drug habit, but yeah. but it's stupid. So, so you went through all these programs, yeah. and 
was it like your first time entering these programs? Had you been through I've anything? I've been through rehab one time before, and uh, it just didn't stick. didn't stick. I didn't feel like uh, it was. Why do you think I it wasn't. didn't stick that time? Well, I mean, it stuck. I stayed sober for a while, but it was jail was my biggest deterrent. <laughs> I didn't want to go to jail, yeah. so I would just stop if the nonsense got too, you know, too much. And when I got my DUI in Florida, it's a felony. So that stopped me cold oh, dude, in that's, my trap. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, here it's a misdemeanor. There mm-hmm. it's. F- so I stopped immediately everything. But uh, I needed a, a deeper, stronger um, lesson. Yeah. I guess. So you, I guess, you, you know, they always say you have to hit bottom. That's right. And you probably didn't hit your bottom yet. I hadn't. Uh, I see. Yeah. I see. That's a, that's the unfortunate part, ladies. You know, if you're listening out there and you're struggling with anything, that's you really, or if you're thinking about trying something or whatever, like just know that you know, that road's very dark. Yeah. And it's it's you don't want to wait till you hit your bottom. No, it's it's, it's life and death. Yeah. And you would rat. You should, if you're thinking about getting help, get help. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah. Because bottom literally looks like. I mean, it looks different it's for everybody, death. but it's yeah. It's with fentanyl and everything now. <laughs> They're even putting it in vapes, and a girl OD'd at Cheshire about three weeks ago and died. Gosh, man! So you just got to quit. So that's but that's pretty to get on the lighter side of it. That's pretty incredible for you to go through rehab just twice and kind of go through these programs and then end up a year sober. I mean, obviously your battle hasn't ended; it never will end. It will never end. It'll never it's end. A daily fight. Yeah, and um, but it's pretty incredible that you at least like you know, have stuck to it and yeah. only two times in. Cause I already know people my age, you know, I'm 31 oh, yeah. and I know people my age that have been through it three, four times and it's right. still not, you know, hitting well, or whatever. And it's still fun for them. Yeah, that's so. true. That's probably true too. Yeah. So, um, you were saying, uh, so you went to rehab and then you said intense, what was it? Intense, uh, uh traumatic. Uh, no, uh, drug therapy. So what does that look IDT. like? In- so that's, um, about four hours a day, five hours to start a day, five days a week of like group group setting where you sit with one counselor, three or four people, and you uh, talk about trauma and um, go through the steps. Do you feel like that helped? Um, Do it you does feel like help. these things help? Like Everything helps. Yeah. Everything has its place. And yeah. But what I say is the spirituality is missing. Is missing, yeah. Yeah, and you need to add that to all of this. And you have to have something to hope for, something to want to get you out of bed in the morning. And if you don't have that, it's all just book. It's all just school. Yeah. And that's what I used to call it. When people would say, what are you doing? You know, I'd say, I'm going to school. Yeah. When I was actually doing, you know, five hours a group a day. Yeah. You know, like AA on crack. Mm -hmm. So. And so now, though, now you're completely done with it. You're graduated from everything. Yep. You're out there on the world I'm all on your own. I'm taking peer support training now. You just got a beautiful home. Yeah. You just, you know, a better home than, than I'm living in, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and for half the price over here. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's that wonderful. That was God, too. That was God, too. And, but, like, so uh, we were mentioning the other day that, you know, you, you don't know what to do with yourself. Because it's like you've always been. And that's another side to it, too, that I don't think people realize is that some some people go through the system so many times because that's where they're comfortable. You know, you have your meals planned out sometimes and right. you're, you know, your day to day is already scheduled you become, for you. Uh, Creature of habit. No. Um, when you keep going back to jail and what do they call that? Institutionalized. Yeah. You become institutionalized. Yeah. Sure. 
So so tell me about that struggle that 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 you're feeling right now of like just being um, on your own and Well, it's not so much uh it's it's so quiet. Yeah. Because I've been around, you know, it was 50 ladies at the first part of the treatment and then five or six women that I lived with for the last uh 6 months. So it was always really noisy. Yeah. And uh <laughs> So now it's just really quiet, wow. but it's given me time to pray and think and read and yeah and uh, take this trauma training that I'm taking and and to work with you guys, which yeah. is the best part of my day. Right being on with you guys. Yeah, no, it's a good time over here in Eugene, Oregon, canvassing. Absolutely. Even though if the people don't necessarily love us. <laughs> well, that's okay. Fuck them. It's all about <laughs> us. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so then before we let you go here, I just wanted to, we touched on a couple stories yesterday, uh, one about revival that oh, I have to hear. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Um, could you tell me your experiences in revival and, and give Absolutely. a brief uh, description of what revival is for people who don't know? Revival is when the Spirit of God hits a church and uh, people come from, I don't know how it gets spread so fast, but when I was in Pensacola, Brownsville Assembly of God, which is Pentecostal, got hit with the spirit of god and uh um, so what is that like sorry to interrupt you but what is, what is what are they how do they know like wh because people are getting healed people are walking in in wheelchairs and getting up and walking out people huh. are blind coming in and walking out seeing and i didn't believe it and i am a christian woman and i was born and raised in catholic church but i did like pentecostal because there's a fire in that church mm. But uh, I heard about this revival, and I said, I got to see this to believe it. And I went with a group of women, and um, I, I saw things that I, you guys won't believe me, but it happened. It happened. I got no reason to lie. Because this is like, uh, you know, f from I, I, what I picture is that, you know, I've seen it on TV or whatever, and, you know, they're like, they put the hand, they're like, come over here and be touched by God, and the, the and priest or the preacher. It knocks gets, you to the floor. Yeah. And it, I said, that's not true. It did happen. It so, happened many times. So tell me the experience. You told me last night that you so didn't believe it. So I would walk in, and we would wait hours in line to get into the church. Wow. And they would only take the first few hundred people. Okay. And then that was it. They would lock the doors with chains on the doors. Wow. People couldn't want or trying to get in. They would break windows to get in. Wow. It was revival. And revival, like I'm saying, ambulance would pull up. People would get out of the ambulance in their, you know, broke down people were demon possessed people were i just i'd never seen this in my life yeah and um it was incredible so they had visiting speakers like benny hinn the guy you see on tv Pro yeah he came oh really <laughs> and he usually well look on on tv you'll see who he is he's yeah. very huge around the world when he came he started crying and he sat down set the microphone down and just sat and cried whoa for about 15 20 minutes whoa no speech, no nothing. Wow. He just sat and cried because the spirit of God is over the whole church. If you can imagine a feeling you get hmm. of like being knocked out, like you're hit inside the head, that's what it's like. Hmm. But it's a warm, fuzzy feeling. And uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I knew at what I'd seen. Well, so, and then you said that you had like, you did. You you got knocked out at some point, Absolutely. and you woke up. Like so, there was a pastor that kept waving his arm, and every time he'd wave his arm, people would fall out, and that means they would just fall to the ground, and speak in tongues, or be knocked out for mm -hmm. out like three four hours. Mm -hmm. um, 
he waved his arm over where we were sitting, and I just remember waking up about three in the morning. We were all still in the church. Whoa. We were all on the ground, laughing, crying, speaking in tongues. And I spoke in tongues for about three days after that. What? I could not stop. Yeah. And what? Whoa. You were speaking in tongues. Was that like in that? I guess. It just comes out of you like like when you throw up. I hate to say it like that, but it's like it just comes out of you. You can't stop it. Whoa. So it's a spiritual thing. And, no, and I, I you know. And if you're open, which I wasn't, and I said, I'm not open to this. I don't care what you say, Lord. Yeah. He had to show me. Yeah. That there is way more than what, what we read in the Bible. Because I am I fascinated be with all that stuff. And we I should up, go. Well, we I grew go up a, a Protestant. We went to. Uh, I need actually, to go to a fire church, a church on fire. I would love to experience it. I would. We'll you go. know, I like to be open minded with those things because I, you know, for one. You have to The be. thing that got me was when I was a kid, you know, and uh, my parents were Christian and we'd go to church. Not every Sunday, but, you know, my grandma would try to get us every Sunday and I'd go out with her more often than not, especially when I was younger, just to experience it and be with my grandma and blah, blah, blah. Because um, I was a good kid. But uh, <laughs> so. You know, and I enjoyed it. I loved the stories. I loved that people were into it and they were really nice. You felt the love in the church. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but then when I got older and I heard of of the Jewish religion and of the Muslim religion and of all these different religions, and I saw how passionate they were. They had the same passion for their God as the Christians do for their God. Right. And so for me, I just got caught up in the who's God then. But I think the God most important thing that make it is. well, and and that's what I was gonna get to is that like I think that for me I will say that I do believe in God yeah. and I do believe in spirituality and that there yeah. is some other forces working uh, out there and but I do not label it you because can't. It, because well for one I think I agree with that statement you can't and you shouldn't because I think that that limits your understanding of God right and I think that you know that it separates people yeah it separates people and it's also like you know. There's teachings to be had from all the religions, right. you know, Buddhism included and all these other. I did that, too. You know, there's there's so many teachings to be had. And I feel like, you know, why close yourself off? That's when it gets a little weird to me when people are like, no, this is the way and right. this is the only way. I'm I like, studied ah. Buddhism. Me, too. Yeah. I, I loved it personally. And I love the. Do you know what chanting is? Uh, th- That's like, prayer. Yeah. That's prayer. Yeah. To their God. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I like just the, like my religion, you know. Yeah, no, and that's for whatever works for you. Yeah, you know, whatever works for you. I think I sh- I could do a little bit more myself. Um, I just I don't know what that Soul would look like, but yeah, is what it is. just and a little come bit. Around well, you know, you I think I luckily I I do have I've ha- I have soul searched and I you know I I fell into like when I was like sixteen seventeen I was meditating every day I was reading Buddhist books and I was actually thinking about becoming a Buddhist monk and um, because I just didn't. I grew up like I was disgusted with with society, and when I learned about like especially um, the dark parts of American history and the dark parts of history in general, and mm-hmm. and seeing how people treat each other over oh, yeah. plots of land oh, that yeah. they claim is their own just because they have more money or whatever, oh, yeah. that kind of shit drove me crazy. And then yeah. the, the you know my I was from a lower uh to middle lower middle class family that mm-hmm. you know I'd see my mom weep over twenty dollars and shit like that, yep. and so I just had so much angst and and hatred for society and capitalistic bullshit right. that I. I just was like, I just want to be a monk, right. and I want to live simply. And I, I want to great uh, just rake sand too. Yeah, you know, put and seashells just, in a certain order. Yes, yeah, you know, I thought that was beautiful. You know, obviously I didn't do that, um, but that <laughs> at that period, I, I really like it. Really saved my life because you know I, I grew up in a family that are partiers too. I won't go as far as to say that they're all uh, addicts because they you know they define their They're addiction. normies. 
but you know they 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 like to have a good time mm-hmm. you know my i had a, all my uncles are in motorcycle gangs and they're in rock and roll bands and my mom's a rock and roller and was hitchhiking and you know all that all the cool stories sounds like fun sounds like a great time for sure (laughs) and and i got to live through some of those times myself and and followed in their footsteps a little bit too but i had at least the knowledge of the buddhist teachings um to like carry that with me yeah Yeah. to like always be like okay hey check it out be mindful you know that's the one thing that i take from that religion that i try to to practice uh, more often than not is you know hey like i don't remember how i got here why am I why am I losing my keys? I got to be more mindful, more conscious. And so I got to uh, yeah. go to those t- those practices like the breathing yeah. meditations, which we do here on the podcast. And we haven't done it today, but I'll record an intro where in the intro I always like, you know, I give a little intro. yap, say hello. And then I'll I say, OK, now we're going to take everything we have in our brains and everything that's plaguing our minds. And then we're going to breathe it in and then breathe it out. And awesome. I, do, I do that before every episode because that's the teachings that I was taught of how to center yourself, you know, and get into the moment and focus yourself. So, but all that to say that, like, I, you know, I think spirituality is very important. And for those people that are sitting there like, Oh gosh, but we're not talking about go, you know, to praise the Lord and you have to believe in Jesus Christ or you have to believe in Muhammad. Like, no man, but just think about those moments in your life where coincidences happen and, and, you know, certain things happen and certain doors open that you don't know why, and you can call it good karma, but good karma is another word for God, right. in my opinion. You know, good karma and bad karma is another word for God. And karma is another word for God, in my opinion. And um, I'm I'm just tired of people not sticking up for God and not sticking up for religion. Yeah. I think it's okay to read the Bible, to go to church. Totally. I think we've gotten away from that so much. We're afraid to say anything. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care if people don't like me for <laughs> spirituality, but... I think if you don't well, try think, it, then don't make fun of it. And I, I can't blame them, right? Because most of the biggest wars that are still going on today are over religion. So sure. I, I definitely understand the angst that comes with religion. And, like, you know, Absolutely. you know, it does drive people insane sometimes. And it, you do end up with these um, uh, parents that are super conservative. They don't let their, you know, God forbid their son or daughter is a homosexual or a trans or any of those things that is, uh, quote, unquote, in the Bible. The preacher's kids are the worst. Sin. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, you know, don't take it to the extreme. There's moderation in everything that we need to do. We need to That's have true. moderation and stuff. But, you know, but I think it is important to at least flirt with the idea and just try Absolutely. it out. Because if you're out there and you're feeling sad or if you're dealing with addiction or, or abuse of any kind, spirituality really can help. And you don't have to, like we're saying, you don't have to be any one. You don't have to subscribe to any label. You know, go to different types of churches, go to different uh, places and hear people talk. And you'll see that it, that one, the people that are talking, they're not these people that you see on TV. They're not always like the most intense, like revival type situation. They're very more often than not. They're very relaxed and they're just sitting there telling you a piece of the Bible, whatever topic is, is on the day. You know, and then after they have questions, you may sing a song or two and then see how you feel afterwards. Because even if you don't believe in that God, I got to say, when you when you're among it and you're hearing the stories and then everybody's singing together and stuff like that. I mean, it's like going to a concert. I always used to say going to see tools like me going to see church because those are the gods I pray to. But, you know, that was like when you're when you're among a crowd. Right. Any type of crowd, religious crowd, uh, concert crowd, comedy crowd. When everybody's in there, when you're all together and you you're singing the same song or you're having the same reaction there's something about that feeling you need to go to revival oh man (laughs) i think we should bring revival here to oregon so do people 
real quick before we we end here, I know we're going a little long. Sorry about that, but um, this is a great conversation. I think we should do old fashioned tent revival. Put up a tent, bring the the <laughs> preachers that have the spirit of God, yeah. and see what happens. So I'm is serious. It, do people call on a revival, or it just yeah, happens? It happens. And it just it, happens. It, the right people come, and and people pray for it. And I've been praying for revival since I went to revival because hmm. it is amazing. That is fascinating. It is fascinating. We should do that next. That'll we be should. our next dream. Yeah, we should. And Kate, you're going to be a recurring guest, I know. And uh, <laughs> we could talk for hours, but we'll let you go here today. Hours. Thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Is there anything left that you'd like to say to anybody maybe that is struggling or whatever or, or um, you know, any, any last words? I don't know if, if we're allowed to give out emails or anything, but if somebody needs help, they can call one of us and yeah. I would definitely get them the resources that they needed. If they need help, right I'd on. love to help them. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And I've told you guys that too. If you're an, if you're a, a reoccurring listener, you know if you see my uh, you know all my the links in the description. But you know we'll have put Kate's stuff up there, and we'll be here to help anybody that needs it. So, uh, anyways, take care, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys are having a good day, and uh, you know, praise be. <laughs> <laughs>